We're reviewing Rope. We're reviewing Rope Dope. We're reviewing Rope Dope, Rope Dope 2, and Harold and Maud on episode 115 of Have You Seen? Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 115 of Have You Seen? I am Kieran LeFort, and sitting uncomfortably close to me this week is Tom Webb. Hello. Um, the submersible has been transformed yes. for another project. Uh, we are there is no table between us. No. We are closer than we've ever been, and I'm slightly worried by the bouquet of a dozen <laughs> purple tulips <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> Um, I also have a light shining in one of my eyes, I, I which know. is lovely. Yeah. Um, am I allowed to switch that off? Uh, you can if you like. Yeah, lovely. yeah. You're, one you're, second. You're I'll nicely back. backlit as well, actually. <laughs> that one can cut off as well. Um, hang on. You, I don't know what you've turned off there, but it was neither <laughs> of the lights. You no, it's uh, it's uh, it is the one. I oh, is that by, one? I'm lit by right. three different lights. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, and that the one? one that's shining in my eyes is now off. no longer shining in my eyes. Fair enough. So. Shall we just dive into Harold and Maud, so to speak? Yes, why not? Yeah. Would you like to refresh our memory? Yeah, um, Harold and Maud is a kind of a classic, quirky, black comedy from the 70s um, about a young boy who's obsessed with death and his mother is doing everything she can to get him to be a normal boy by trying to set him up with multiple different girls or... Uh, trying to get him to join the army or or just anything to stop him from being obsessed with death. Um, But he eventually kind of finds companionship in this old lady called Maud and they have this kind of bizarre blossoming blossoming relationship over the course of the movie and they they kind of, I don't know, he learns a lot from her, I think. Um, It's... It's odd and it's very darkly funny in places, um, and I, I just like the fact it's just kind of quirky and unusual, and it kind of has some interesting uh, sort of takes on life and death and all that kind of stuff. But what did you think? I have a feeling that this is one of those old films yeah. that you're supposed to like, and right. I really didn't. Really? No. Why? I just, it didn't sit with me at all. Really? No. That's interesting. The two things I found amusing yeah. were Maud's driving technique. Yes. Uh, which basically she drives, the, the other phrase, drive it like you stole it. Yes. Well, frequently she has stolen it and she does <laughs> she drive it that it. way. Yeah. Um, and yeah. the only other thing that uh, I laughed at at all yeah. was um, Harold's uncle is yeah. in the army of quite, superior rank yeah and he doesn't he's lost his right arm yeah. so he has a device that he pulls with his left hand that makes his uh the right sleeve of his jacket salute, salute yeah. and that i thought was very funny yeah i thought you but the that. rest of it i didn't like at really? all. no interesting um i wrote uh if wes anderson had some serious depression this is the film we get right or it's if tim burton tried to make a wes anderson film Right, yeah, I can I can see the similarity. I think Hal Ashby's been quite a big influence, particularly on Wes Anderson. Yeah, I could I could see that yeah. all the way through this. Uh, I thought it lurched from tedium to corny OTT comedy, and then they threw in an Auschwitz tattoo for some right. poignancy towards the end. Right. Um, I just yeah, I really didn't like it. Oh, that's interesting. Um, that's a shame. Yeah, I don't. I didn't really write much. I right. found it. I I genuinely found it a chore to get through. Really? I couldn't wait for it to end. Wow. Um, I just 
once I got the point of young, boring man obsessed with death meets old, vivacious woman obsessed with life, mm. like I was, I would have been quite happy to turn it off. Unfortunately, there was still another forty-five minutes to go. Right, right. Um, and that's it. Apart from you know the occasional note about specific scenes. Yeah, I just yeah, I didn't like it at all. Yeah, really? I didn't find it funny. Right. Um, I couldn't buy into their relationship in any way. Right. Um, I was very worried that the bubble blowing scene towards the end was post-coital. Uh, yeah, I think it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I, I can't remember if they intended to film a sex scene or not, but there was, there Supposedly. was kind of, yeah, there mm. was kind of thoughts about it. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just, I like it. I like the, um, I like all of the stu- the sort of stupid uh uh ridiculous fake deaths that Harold does for for the for his own amusement and much to the kind of mm. trauma of his girlfriend or potential girlfriends and potential suitors um and you know it's just kind of stuff like that that I found I, I, See, I, I found amusing. them too outlandish right um yeah they just nothing Read true, if you like, for me. Right. I know it's a movie, yeah. and you know we can watch all kinds of things involving spaceships and yeah. talking frogs. I don't know, and Christ knows what else. <laughs> right. But yeah, it's yeah. All, right. all I can do is make that noise. <laughs> really, <laughs> I don't know. That's but that's my comment. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, the guy reading at the first funeral. Yeah. Imagine if Stephen Hawking's computer was an actual human being. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's what he would be. Yeah. Um, and the only other thing I put was uh, uh, he's his mum tries to match him up with women using the National Computer Dating Service. Yes. So essentially, I guess that's uh, Match dot com circa nineteen seventy one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got. Uh, I ain't got nothing. Yeah. That's yeah. a shame. I just it bored the living piss out of me. Really? Yeah. That's such a shame. And I, I watched really it like so it. long ago now because yeah, yeah. it takes us ages to record anything. Yeah. That I. Little to nothing has stuck with me. Really? Yeah. Mm. I, I don't know. I, ju- I just really like it. I like, like I say, I like its quirkiness. I like its. Uh, I don't know. I just like the take it has on life. And I think that movies like that are kind of are fairly rare now. Mm. You don't. I mean, I don't. I don't think. I think people would be hard pushed to get that. Like, for example, if you went to someone with that plot synopsis, you'd be hard pushed to get funding to get that movie made now. Yes, but I think if you gender reversed it, you would. If yeah, it was possibly. if it was Bill Murray and an eighteen-year-old girl, I bet you would. Yeah, maybe, maybe the Wes Anderson remake. Yeah, yeah, I could imagine that. Yeah, that could happen. But that would be much creepier. It would. I, they, Not I that think this isn't would. creepy. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, no, I think it definitely would be more creepy. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Um, uh, I don't know what to what to say. No, yeah. sorry, I've That's just fine. kind of just immediately derailed a review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly wish I could remember more of it so we could talk more about it. But yeah. look, nothing stuck with me. Right. Yeah, I guess it's it's kind of hard when that that happens and you just don't engage enough and it's just not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, At the risk of turning this into the shortest show of all time, (laughs) do we want to move on to... uh... Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. So I got Tom to watch two films. I can't even remember how this came up. Oh, uh, we were talking about the terrible action scene at the end of The Machine and I mentioned I'd watched Mm. 
I've been watching a load of shorts um, involving a man by the name of Eric Jacobus, uh, who is or was, I can't quite work out, uh, a member of a group called The Stunt People in San Francisco and the Bay Area. Uh, And they basically just make loads of action shorts. And what they really love are like classic 80s Jackie Chan films. And fortunately for them, they are skilled enough to pull off action in that vein. Yeah. Um, I've watched a whole bunch of them. I mentioned things like um, uh, Beard Off, which is a man locked in an eternal battle with himself over possession of his own facial hair. Yeah. Uh, Future Boss, which was Google Glass teaches Kung Fu. Yeah. Uh, Paper Pushers, Job Interview Becomes a Fight to the Death. Uh, and they've made a feature film called Death Grip, which I need to get hold of. But unfortunately, because we're in the UK, right. uh, <laughs> a copy of the Blu-ray, well, no, postage is the same as a copy of the Blu-ray. Right, so fine, yeah. it's uh, expensive. Mm. Uh, and I recently watched uh, Sensitive 70s Turtleneck Tough Guys, right. which I don't think works quite as well as they think it do, but it has some amusing stuff in it, right, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, my two favourites, though, uh, are Rope Dope, which came out a couple of years ago, and Rope It Up 2, the sequel, which they released a couple of months ago. Yeah. Uh, and the basic idea behind Rope It Up is that uh, Jacobus plays the dope, who is a clumsy layabout who um, falls foul of the local martial arts gang. Uh, during their first encounter, he gets knocked out, and when he wakes up, he finds his day has reset. Um, I like Groundhog Day and Edge yeah. of Tomorrow. Uh, he uses his knowledge of this and his encounter with the gang to, to get in shape, train himself to fight, and get the better of the gang, mm. uh, which is then... Do you want to cover that first and then move to the sequel? or um, it, it might be better to do them all as one. Okay. Because I kind of effectively watched it all as one because I watched them back to back. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So Rope Dope 2 then picks up where the first one finishes. Uh, mm. The dope's about to be honoured by the mayor for ridding the city of the martial arts mafia. Yeah. Uh, but the lead thug from the first movie uh, gets between him and the ceremony and he is now also experiencing these knockout resets. Yeah. Um, how did these sit with you? I really enjoyed them. I really enjoyed both of them. They, I mean, they are really, really talented martial artists. They're, they're uh, incredible athletes. Yeah, the, the choreography is really, really good as well. Mm. But not only that, it's the camera work is excellent. Yeah. Which is sometimes can really, like you can have a great choreography and terrible camera work. And See most Hollywood action movies. Yeah, and that can destroy a fight sequence. Mm. Um, so I think the guys behind the camera have learned as much about Hong Kong stunt and fight sequences as the guys doing the actual Yes. Well, very often they're fights. the same people. Well, yeah. Um, but no, I thought it was really, really, uh, really good. Uh, really funny. Um, uh, like you say, it is very typical of the mid-'80s uh, Jackie Chan era mm. stuff. And, you know, there's de- some definite nods in there. You can see... Uh, it's the lovable loser who finds himself in trouble. Yeah. And he's just about skillful enough to get himself out of trouble. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, there's there's all sorts of, like, little nods uh, to specific uh, movies and mm. things like that. And, you know, lo- lots of little uh, lifts that they've done. Uh, but then there are segments where it's very original mm. at the same time. Um, so like, I remember you saying uh, in the last episode that you weren't sure why they're not, like, why are they not bigger, why are... Yeah, why are people not paying yeah, them to, to I do this for multi-million dollar movies? I don't know. It seems really odd because if you want action like that, they they seem like they're perfectly placed to, to, to do mm. it. Um, I, I, I like the fact they had running gags that they, they played really, really well. Mm. I thought they did the... We were talking uh, last show about Edge of Tomorrow and the mm. way that it... 
gets you through the repeat repetition of the day mm. by giving you just what you need to know that it's a new time. Yes. And uh, they kind of lock into that pretty quickly as well in this. Which well, you is kind of good. have to because the, yeah. the first one's about 13 minutes, the second one's about 18 minutes. Yeah. So you have a, a compressed time frame to yeah. hook people into your Absolutely. But conceit. I, I think they they do it very well. You could have easily uh, fallen into a trap of, of overdoing the mm. retelling of the build-up mm. to the fight. Um, and what I liked about the second one is that you've got both of them resetting their days. Because mm. I initially, uh, I, I assumed that it would be that he would be the villain resetting his days. It hadn't occurred to me that the hero still would as mm. well. Um, so I really liked the way that worked Um and the way they would get to a point where they'd realise that they need to knock themselves out to learn something new. Yes. So, you know, and it was things like that. So they'd either let themselves be knocked out or they'd do it themselves or, mm. you know, it'd, there'd be inventive ways to do it. Um, one thing that did strike me, though, is do you know who the guy with the walking stick is? The old fella yeah. who he learned from in the second film? Yeah. No. Right, because I think I've met him. Okay, because there was, uh, when we did some filming at a martial arts expo a few yeah. years ago, there was a group of guys doing that. Essentially doing walking stick kung fu. Yeah. That's, I do remember, yeah. And he looked a lot like the guy that was doing it. And I think he's British. Okay. But I'm not, I couldn't find a name. And I looked in the credits and I couldn't work out who he was, okay. who he was if he was labelled. Yeah, the because the characters not. seem to have names that are never mentioned. Yeah, and also they're not. And there's no dialogue. Yeah, there's there's <laughs> nothing. You know, I I mean, I might be wrong, mm. um, but the, I, mean, I definitely know because I shot an interview with this guy and I mm. watched some demonstrations, and it was it was the same stuff. Yeah, and I know that that is based on a on an actual martial mm. art that goes back to uh, China itself. Mm. Um, so yeah, so now that was kind of weird because as soon as he's as soon as he appeared, I thought, oh, he, he kind of looks familiar. Mm. Weirdly. Um, and then when he started doing the stuff with a walking stick, and also the actual walking stick they had looked identical to the one right that this guy had at the show because if you it's interesting it's not only did he this guy promote that martial art but he also made the walking sticks right and they're slightly they're not your average walking stick no. the, the, the 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 uh the, the kind of the turned over bit the top the bit you actually the hold at the, top, end, the, hook, yeah. the hook end isn't quite as hooked right as most walking sticks are so it's kind so of it's easier it, to get around a neck. Yeah. So yeah, yeah and it's so it's um it's easier to re- catch and release mm. if you like. It's not overly hooked around. Mm. Um, yeah. So I found that bit kind of fascinating. So mm. I ended up kind of like peering at him for mm. quite a bit of it to see <laughs> if it was actually this bloke. Um, but yeah, no, I really liked uh, uh, the way they escalated the action. Mm. Um, like I say, I, I like the way they they used. Chan esque like props mm, yes. and and the environment, but then just the straight fighting stuff. There's a bit near the end of the second one where the, the two of them are going at it in a in As a wrestling a, ring, yes, yeah. Um, and because every martial arts gang has a pro wrestling ring, exactly, in their, yeah, in, yeah, in their hideout. And I was I was I was watching it with my wife, and it, and uh, it, there was something happens in that ring. I can't remember. But someone gets slammed. Like something, someone hits the ring and mm. it and it really like yeah. poof, and bounces. And mm. You're like, that's not a that's not a boxing ring. No, that's definitely a wrestling ring. Yeah. Um, you know the other giveaway? What was that? Three ropes. Oh right, I didn't know that. Yeah, boxing rings have four. Right. Okay. I don't know because I know that some of the other martial arts have different 
setups mm. as well, mm. don't they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, th- th- there was some uh, stuff in that sequence with the two main guys that was really good. The choreography that... it was it was lightning fast. Oh yeah, of the of the two films and of all the action in the two films, that final fight scene in the second one I yeah. think is the best. Yeah, there's some. It's unbelievable, and that's after Jacobus has done his. Jackie Chan rumbling the Bronx thing where he's taken out all of the other henchmen in yes, yeah. um, in that building, including some poor woman who gets a right kicking. <laughs> uh, and then the um, the bit with the fried eggs. Yeah, in, in the, the frying pan. Yeah, yeah that's classic. Um, yeah. yeah. But they do, yeah, they do all sorts of clever stuff with like him getting his walking stick caught on the ropes, yeah. which is how he loses it because it yeah. shoots away across the room. Yeah. There's a bit where he... The other guy's got a weapon as well, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got like a stick. Yeah. Like, a, like an actual... Yeah, like, they're like a screamer sticks, I think. Yes, um, yeah, those kind of yeah. short... And he's blocking all this thing and ends up on the ground and does this move where he spins the block stuff, spins the walking stick over and uses it to push himself back up. Yes. And it's so fast, yeah, uh, so know, intricate. Yeah, and there's a bit where he... I think it's that bit. He usually pushes because he's holding the hook at that point, isn't he? I think yes. Yeah, and he kind of ends up in almost like a Charlie Chaplin yeah. pose mm. with it. Yeah, I, yeah, that I, that stood out to me as mm. well. Um, no, I think they're incredibly talented. I didn't get a chance to watch any of the, the other stuff, but I'll definitely go back. And, if you and watch dig it. far enough through YouTube, um, there's loads and loads of stuff. They have. Um, I found things from 10 years ago or more right. where they've made uh they've made a, a movie that's essentially just one long fight scene in a warehouse it goes on and on and on but it's right. so inventive you yeah. can't like you know it's an hour long but you can't stop watching <laughs> right. it. it's a non-stop hour of martial arts right. um yeah they've made they made some incredible stuff i'm definitely gonna try and get hold of a copy of death grip uh and yeah. i think we should do it blind on the show yeah that'd be cool yeah, I know. I noticed there's there's obviously they've stepped up between the two films. There's been a, a marked step up in the production. The first film is there, good, good oh yeah, there's rating. nothing wrong with the production of the first movie, but the second one is there's definitely yeah. There, there's an Ari credit in the in the credits ah, as well. Maybe a different camera, and I think it's on a, on an Alexa rather than the five D. Yeah. yeah. Um, although I did like in the in the in the first one there in what I really did like. I think I think it must be shot on something either a DSLR or that size mm. because the the camera op is right in the action mm. and there's a really wide angle lens on the on the camera which mm-hmm. is really like you can see they're right in there mm. and it's the sort of stuff I guess now you do it on a, on one of the gimbals the handheld yeah. gimbals which I don't think you might have had a like a a fig rig type a fig rig yeah mm. kind of like a steady rig but the, um yeah, there's some really good stuff in the like the alleyway in the warehousey area mm. um, in the, in the first film where they're, they're, the the kind of the camera is f- moving through the fight while it's going on around, yes. and that that's really well choreographed as mm. well. There's also some nice um, there's some really good magic hour training sequence shots as well. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but I've got that magic clap song running through my head at the moment, <laughs> <laughs> which. Uh, which is used to score quite a lot of the first movie. Yeah. And then the second one is some ridiculous, like, 80s training montage-esque. Yes. You could yeah. be a hero <laughs> yeah, type song. Yeah. yeah, and they also, they nab a bit from, um, I think it's Once Upon a Time in the West mm. as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, I, Music may not be 100% original. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it matters. No. No, I think they are absolutely brilliant and are definitely going to look out for some more of their videos. Fantastic. Yeah. Well... Pitch, just the one. Right. 
Uh, and I've now got to find it. Okay, good luck. <laughs> this pitch was left somewhat unconventionally as a comment on our website. Right. Not one of the approved methods. I should be having words. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Anyone should be allowed to leave. All right. On our website. All right. All right. All right. Maybe we should have. Maybe we should have a depository. Maybe I'll, I'll put a uh, a new page. Right. For people to drop these things into. Yeah, that might work actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God, that means I've actually got to update the website. I've done that for months. So, John McNamara Mm -hmm. says, Hello, Kieran and Tom. Hello, John. I've been a listener since December, and I'm enjoying the format of your show. Oh, cool. In the meantime, please consider my pitch. Have you seen The 13th Warrior? No. No. Years ago, a friend and I were stuck indoors for a few days for a university medical study. Oh, that sounds fun already. Yeah. Uh, And this movie popped up on the video rental list. It had gotten poor reviews, so my expectations were low. Oh, brilliant. Thanks. <laughs> Excellent. Antonio Banderas is the lead. Omar Sharif has a small cameo, but no one else was recognisable. <laughs> the film was adapted from the Michael Crichton novel Eaters of the Dead, a story that combines the Beowulf epic with Vikings and uses an Arabian emissary character as observer slash narrator in the book and film. Right. Banderas, as you might guess, plays his central character... What, I, uh, <clears throat> I don't know what that word. Name I can't pronounce. Uh, and I felt did a decent job. Not having read the book, I cannot say how well this film does by it, but my friend and I were thoroughly entertained. At least it was a nice break from doing schoolwork. <laughs> from a layman's point of view, it did look underdeveloped in places. I'm amused by how the film depict... Uh, <laughs> I'm amused by how the film depicts Banderas' character learning the Norse language. Uh, it's silly and enjoyable at the same time. Wikipedia mentions the director being fired, going over budget for one reason, and Crichton coming in to direct. Uh, I do plan to read the book, and expect that it will be much, much better. <laughs> Hope this film intrigues you. It'll be a review to end all reviews, or is that going too far? Thanks, John <laughs> McNamara. Well, welcome to the fold, John. Yeah. We will indeed be taking a look at The 13th Warrior. I'm going to bring it up on IMDb and see if that has uh, anything. I, I have done that. Oh, go for it. And I'm just looking at it. Okay, so uh, interesting that, because uh, I was pretty sure that Michael Crichton only ever directed. Um, is he credited as director on this? N- well, he... It says uncredited, yeah, but he is listed under directed by on IMDb, right? But I was under the impression because we we have covered his only movie, which was um, Westworld, uh, Westworld, yeah. Uh, which after which he said he didn't want to direct another film again. Um, well, if someone's fucking up your book and they offer you a lot of money to come I and suppose, save it, then yeah. So I, I didn't know that. Um, I was just having a quick look at some of the top builds cast and I... is there anybody in it who has subsequently become famous oh uh, do you know the name clive russell british actor huge guy good can't say i do that's the only name i've i've noticed a lot of a lot of scandinavians oh um oh, there's omar sharif oh um eric avari i know his face good i think he's in an adam sana movie <laughs> <laughs> you're really selling this to me yeah uh, lots of lots of like no pictures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's loads of no pictures. Yeah. So lots of people only doing this once. Uh, yeah. There. Wow. Oh yeah, I know uh, Eric Avari. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's actually got one of kindly the... old man. He, yeah. Or, or, or slash evil old man and a whole bunch of stuff. He's actually got one of the best moments in an Adam Sandler film. Okay. Where um, it's Mr. Deeds and they're uh, 
Adam Sanders playing his usual kind of uh, American wanker. What, yeah, kind of sort of sli- not simple, but you know, just kind of American, all American boy. And they're flying in a helicopter into the city, and he start and uh, uh, Adam Sanders starts singing um, uh, a space oddity by David Bowie right just like almost to himself and he finishes it and then Eric Avari uh, picks it up but at, at the really high bit you know sitting in a tin can right bit which is completely unexpected and he just gets one of the best kind of moments really the only other name I recognise is Sven Ola Torsen who is in a shitload of stuff as enormous heavy <laughs> right <laughs> big fella yeah he's like he's a former champion bodybuilder he's like 6'5 yeah Vladimir Kulich kind of looks like he should have been in Die Hard, but wasn't. <laughs> and um, is he is he that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like the long haired fella out of he Die does. Hard. Yeah, I had a quick flick through. The only it's thing, not him. No, the only thing that I would have seen him in is MacGyver. Oh well, he was in two episodes of that. Six five, jeez. So um, yeah, so it's oh wow, yeah. director was John McTiernan originally. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I said that. Fuck. And he's got sacked off lots of things. From the author of Jurassic Park and the director of Die Hard, says the dodgy DVD cover picture on IMDb. Well, there you go. Uh, I suspect this is one of those, one of the the, the films, uh, the Crichton uh, back catalogue that got rushed into a film directly after the success of Jurassic Park, mm. like Sphere and Congo. Yeah. There was a whole slew of them in the late 90s that were really subpar. Good. Well, this will be fun then. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I do you know what though? I remember this DVD very very clearly because it was hanging around when I worked in Blockbuster. I did um it is available on one of the many multinational Netflixes. Right. I did go into Computer Exchange to see if I could pick up a DVD for a quid. Right. <laughs> because I remember, yeah, yeah. this will be everywhere yeah in that kind of because it's around the time it would have been released around the time of the dvd boom as well yeah it would yeah no, yeah like late 90s uh, so yeah 99 so but, it would have been released 2000 yeah when people just getting dvd players uh, and i think the reason it probably stands out in my head is because in the where you have all the shelves out the back yeah it's, th- there's only a few that are numbers yeah and then everything it's else gonna be is, top left isn't exactly it? yes yeah, so yeah. everything else is is a to z so uh you can't those those numbered dvds tended to stick out because there were so few of them uh, well, there we go yeah it'll be interesting so next time out it's the 13th warrior yeah as uh pitched by john mcnamara mm. if you've seen the 13th warrior yeah. uh you can let us know on twitter at atch 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 that's not a word no Maybe Sean Connery is subconsciously <laughs> taking me over. Yeah. At HYS Podcast. That's the Twitter thing. Facebook is facebook.com slash have you seen podcast. The website is have you seen.net. The email is podcast at have you seen.net. And the rarely used YouTube channel is youtube.com slash HYS Podcast, where you can see little videos we've made uh, pitching to you films we're not going to pitch each other on the show because we've both seen them. Yeah. And of course, the epic that is episode 100. Mm-hmm. There's also a short video of me on a beach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. You did a pitch from a beach. That's you? right. Yeah. Um, we like shares and likes on Facebook, particularly new show posts. We like retweets on Twitter, again, especially if new show tweets. We like your reviews and ratings on iTunes, especially ones of many stars. Mm-hmm. And we like your pictures for new films and reviews of stuff we've covered. Yeah. Thank you to everybody for listening, especially if you've done any of those things. Thank you to Upbeat Productions for letting us into the submersible. Yes. Uh, which has have... multiple lights and three cameras pointing at us at the yeah. moment. Um, we, we have been very good at not disrupting it. No. Uh, I was tempted... 
like I had an urge to shuffle my chair back a little bit yeah, because no, we, are, as I said, we are practically knee to knee. Yeah. But it has not. I don't think I. Oh yeah, you've moved. Hold on, I'm going to check mine. No, you're you're spot. No, mine mine has not moved no. from its uh, electrical tape markers yeah. on the floor. Um, thank you to Rob, the submersible manager, for managing this submersible. I think basically that at the moment means uh, crouched in a ball somewhere, tearing his hair out, hoping we don't mess anything up before the big <laughs> shoot next week. Yeah. Um, thank you to Alexia Mar for his technical expertise, and thank you to Nicola, the social media manager, for managing social mm. media. Not a day goes past when I don't wake up and find. No, wait, not a day goes. Doesn't matter. We get <laughs> lots of new followers. Yeah. So we'll be back hopefully next week. Yeah. Possibly the week after, because that seems to be the way we do things these days due yeah. to um, busyness well, and illness. Ill, and, yeah. and you were horrible. Yeah. Um, I still. I, I'm impressed well. that your your throat has held up for the past half an hour. Um, yeah, I'm. I, I know. That was for effect. Come on. No, it genuinely wasn't. I. I. Um. I. Uh, I'm. I know it's a bit of a short show this week, but it's mm. kind of helpful. For my hey, throat. at least it's a show. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yes, we'll be back next week with the Thirteenth Warrior, mm-hmm. and hopefully, we'll find out what happened to Warriors One through Twelve. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you then. Goodbye. Bye.